When life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Over the past few months, businesses, especially small businesses, have faced a lot of proverbial lemons, but the power of pivoting has become clearer than ever. We're here to share stories from PayPal merchants who have pivoted their businesses during COVID-19, innovating their way through uncertain and strenuous times. Welcome to The Adaptables. Welcome back, lovely listeners. As you know, I'm your host, Sarah Davidson, and I'm delighted to have Vanessa or Vane joining me today from London. Danny and Vane are co-founders of Vida Bakery that has been making waves on the London foodie scene since opening in 2018. But they baked up their business with a twist where everything is 100% free from dairy, eggs and gluten after Danny, who is celiac and vegan, struggled to find sweet options that met her dietary needs. From an idea in 2014 to a pop-up store in 2015, they opened the doors of their first store in the coveted Brick Lane in 2018. They have experienced massive growth since then and become known as champions of minority-owned businesses as role models among the Venezuelan and LGBTQ plus communities. Like all physical shop fronts, however, the pandemic hit hard, forcing the pair to start thinking outside the box. In response, they've made a strategic pivot, shifting their business online so that their customers can all keep living la vida. I'll let Vane tell you more. Vane, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Sarah. Thank you. (laughs) Before we get started, we've got a little icebreaker question to kick off. I'd love to ask, what is the biggest assumption you had about going into business before you started that got busted when you actually began? (laughs) That's a very funny question. I think (laughs) me me and Danny, um, we've been planning this for a long time since we were in university. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a long like it's been a long project, and I think we thought we have everything under control. And by the time that we opened the doors to the shop, I think we realized that was not the truth. Like you you face so many things, everything's just happening. You can't really be prepared for many things. So I think the biggest assumption was I thought I, I knew that everything that could potentially happen, and and to be honest with you, I I didn't at all. Like every day is a different thing. It's it's like a like living in a roller coaster, just to put it one way. So, uh, which is which is really exciting. It's part of being an entrepreneur. But yeah, I think I think we thought well, we we kind of know most of most of the things that could happen to us. But now, actually, no. <laughs> we're managing a kitchen, we're managing a staff, we're managing a shop. Everything every day is a new is a new thing. So I think yeah, just got to be prepared for every day. <laughs> I think that's definitely the best and the toughest part of being an entrepreneur all at once. That it yeah. is just <laughs> such a total roller coaster, and nothing goes to plan, and everything's requiring you to adapt and pivot all the time. So we've definitely had a little bit of a head start compared to people who aren't necessarily entrepreneurs in terms of dealing with uncertainty and you know, making changes at the last minute. But I still don't think any of us could have ever prepared ourselves properly for what 2020 would bring. Oh, no, that's another thing. <laughs> <laughs> and since this is the adaptable show, after all, it probably makes sense to start with how you've had to adapt this year. I think, you know, since the outbreak, so many businesses have had to re-strategize. Many have been temporarily shut down or people have had to change their product offerings altogether just to kind of stay afloat during what's been such a challenging year. So 
For you guys, what has been your biggest pain point or your biggest challenges through the pandemic? I know that physical shop fronts, you now have two of them, even though you just started with one, like they've been hit so hard. So take us through the close down, what it was like. Was it sudden? You know, over here in Australia, it happened very quickly. So over in London, what was it like for you guys? Yeah, so I think it's it's important that you guys know that in January this year, we decided to open the second shop. So um, it was it was a shop in a very busy train station in London, in King's Cross. Oh, wow. And it, yeah, so it, it required a good investment, a little bit of investment in resources, time, staff, and all of this. And we were forecasting to, to recover the investment after the fifth month. So yeah, because this happened, we, 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 didn't, we didn't get to see that. So I think it's very important that I, I said that we just opened a shop in January that was forced to um, close down uh, in one month and a half. That was the biggest impact, I have to say, because it was, it was a new project that we had that didn't, it didn't get the chance to, to work the way that we expected it to work. Um, so yeah, here in London, the lockdown came at the end of March, but we started to see um, a drop in sales by the end of February, mm-hmm. around 20% down sales. Wow. Yeah, because at that time, the, the, we were allowed to go out and everything, but then the government advised to um, people to work from home. So all of these clients that we have that work in offices nearby King's Cross and, and, and Brick Lane, they weren't, they weren't coming back to work. So by the first week of March, I think we hit down by 50%. Mm. And by mid-March, I think we hit around 86 to 90% down in sales. Oh, and funny. Yeah, it was it's a very tricky thing for, for me to, to go through because, you know, as as a business owner, I have to think about, oh, what am I going to do? You know, you know, I have to pay my staff. I still have to pay for bills and rent. But on the other side, I was completely devastated because it was a lifetime project and everything was doing so well for us. So yeah. just to see this happen, you were like, oh, wow, like, what are we going to do now? For this to happen, it's just very unfortunate. So um, I think at that time, there was the major hit when we saw drop in sales, which is happening like you know every day there's a 10% down in sales that's something that you really just don't want to see it um, happening to your business and so I think that was the time that we said well you know um, we've got to adapt we got to do something with this we 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 need to support the staff we need to support ourselves just bear in mind that me and Danny we don't have any other jobs we are fully committed and fully working in in, in Tabita Bakery into this project so we we thought like well we don't we, you know we are a small business we don't have huge reserve of cash so we need to find an activity to do in order to first to cover overheads and second to to pay for some liabilities that we have for the new business because that was there was two main things happening the overheads that you have every day but also the new business and 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 all the liabilities that you have yeah and also it was like having that shop in king's Club, which is a prime location um it, it costs a lot it costs a lot of money and for for you to be to say well i just close it down and and just wait it's not it's not that easy when you are a small business when you need every single sale possible so i think that was the time that i thought well we we need to we need to think about something else. We need to adapt to this crisis and we need to try and, and not disappear because I think um, disappearing from, from customers is, is, is just, it's going to impact your brand a lot. 
and I'm talking about our time, but it was more like 48 hours that things <laughs> came. Yeah, I'm talking like, no, it took me months. No, no, no. It was 48 hours thinking and saying, what can I do? How can I adapt to, um, to what is happening right now? And, and if, you, if you are familiar with what we do, um, you know that we do a lot of like crafty cakes with a lot of cream. So it's it's hard to move that business to to an, an online store because it's it's complicated to to post these things to send these things by um by a courier or something. So um, it was a lot of a lot of things to think um, and a lot of operation operational things to to keep in mind and to plan. Uh, but yeah, it took us forty eight hours that I think I barely sleep. Um, if I slept two hours and during those 48 hours, it was too much. And I decided <laughs> to build uh, the online store. So at that time, our website was just informative pictures and, and opening times, just informative. You couldn't do, couldn't do anything there. You couldn't buy anything. You couldn't order anything. You couldn't pay. So um, it took me like, yeah, like just 48 hours to, to build an online store. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was my next question was, you know, that shift from panic to action. You know, I think everyone really went through the sort of practical step of what are my overheads? What are my actual tangible barriers here? But then there's a huge emotional fear and uncertainty and the responsibility you feel for staff and and for your own direction. But it's been really, really interesting to see that entrepreneurs have that innate adaptability so most people shift was a 24 to 48 hour period like it's alarming what you can achieve when you're really put under pressure you know you can we spend so much time making five and ten year plans but when it comes down to it you can execute in a really short amount of time definitely I agree 100% with that to be honest with you it was everything was new for me we were thinking like what kind of products can we actually sell online that are going to mm. arrive in a decent condition. They're not going to arrive like <laughs> smashed. Um, and then honestly, the only thing we could sell at that time, it was brownies and cookies. That was the, the only thing that was safe enough for us to ship. Me and Danny, we just thought like, well, we, we've, we've got to do it. We just got to open this online store, close the shops. And then, yeah, I think it just, just build it and in, in, in 48 hours. And we put it online. And, and honestly, um, people, people weren't just just crazy about it people were really um really excited i have to say and it became a problem at some point because we most of the stuff was isolating oh. uh, so and we have like i don't know 500 orders in the first day and we're like what are we gonna do <laughs> so, oh my gosh yeah we were really lucky i have to say we're very blessed and very lucky um that people really supported us during that time i remember the way i felt and and it was like opening a new business because you didn't know we didn't know how it worked we were the first time dealing with um, with couriers, it's first time dealing with that kind of packaging, so it was starting all over again. And but it was fascinating, and 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 and, and I'm very glad that that we actually did because that is what we are um, focusing right now. Still very much um, into it, and we are like developing new products and new flavors, and everything is happening online, which is which is great. 
It's great. So, Varne, 48 hours seems like an incredibly fast turnaround for something as big as getting your store online. How did you actually do that? I mean, what were the practical steps to figure out what platform you used? Did you go on Google? Did you build a site? Where did you build the site and how did you even figure out sort of how to do that? Yeah, so um, at that time we have um, just, I, I remember it was a very random website. So I have to start from the very beginning. Um, so I went on Google to speak like how to build a quick website or whatever. And then um, I went and, and opened a, a Squarespace um, account and it, 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 it pretty much worked as, as just like putting a picture on your Instagram account. It's, it's, it's very, very simple, very easy. Um, you have a lot of guidance um, on Squarespace itself. It's very easy to integrate um, your PayPal account to um, to Squarespace and the websites that you have like um, you have like certain templates that you can choose from and it was very very much um, like following following the template and then taking pictures with my phone and just like yeah it was like phone pictures so um, just uploading them into the website and then just describing the products putting the price setting up the shipping um i'll say is very much um self-explanatory so even if you don't have any experience at all in the online world and you don't know how to build websites which i didn't know how to um these sort of platforms are really helpful and you will find a lot of tools and a lot of um a lot of help inside the the, the platform so um I'll, I'll say like give it a go you can i think you have like a free trial period that you can just like try to work around and see um how you want your website to look and you don't have to pay at this time so i think it's it's, it's, it's very much fun though to do it um just to work around the colors and and pictures and shapes and and then yeah it's just um they're very accessible as well they're not really expensive so I'll say I'll say to anyone just like to just to give it a go and 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 try to put your products online is it's really easy. It's a very exciting time to be in the online space because it is so much more accessible and I think yeah. it you know once might have been a bit harder but now there's lots of step-by-step guides and uh, if anyone needs a web developer I mean just email Varnish. <laughs> 48 hours guys. <laughs> <laughs> but you are reminding us that you can do it in a really short amount of time. You can build your own website, you know, you can actually learn on the go and learn on the fly and if you'd had any self-doubt about whether or not it would work, 500 orders on the first day definitely made sure that you knew your customers were <laughs> were ready for it, which is so exciting. But I think another thing that businesses experience now is they get quite scared of going online because it's if you've never done it before, it's a an intimidating area. So when you were choosing, you know, the platforms that you would use, becoming a PayPal merchant, for example, how did you decide to move forward with them and you know, was it hard to set up, especially if you'd never done it before? What were the parts of that platform that you think influenced you and then influenced your customers to help you grow when you'd never done that before? Yeah, I think there is a difference when you decide to move your business online in a in a in normal times. I think it's different. You get the time to to plan and and to make everything work. But it, it, it wasn't our case. Our case was we we have to do it, and it was very much like trial and error. It was a learning experience every single day, um, but we've we've got to do what we got to do. So um, we just like decided to to go through. 
So right now you find online, you find so many resources um, and it's, it's actually quite easy to do it though. I was surprised of how easy it was. And in, 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 and in this, it comes uh, like PayPal, obviously has been a massive help for us. It was so, to be honest with you, I didn't know how PayPal worked. And I was so surprised of how easy it was and how helpful it was. So what happened with us and PayPal was um, we, we opened the website, the online store, and we were monitoring on Instagram what people said. And, and then I was checking every single message on, on Instagram just to say what people were saying. And one person, uh, one customer said, oh, I'm very happy that you guys are doing this, but it's such a shame that I cannot pay using PayPal. And oh wow like, yeah yeah so that's that's how i integrated paypal so when this customer said that i was like okay so you want to place an order and you want to pay with paypal so i was like okay give me five minutes and then i'll do it <laughs> i find out so i went back and i opened it honestly it took me well it took me one minute probably just to open it open an account just put bank details and and then i replied back to the customer saying now you can pay with paypal she was like brilliant i just placed an order it took less than five minutes to just to gain a new customer. And then I realized um, that most people were actually using PayPal to pay, which is which is great because at that time, PayPal was, at that time and still, PayPal are offering a lot of things to, to businesses. I was so happy to use PayPal and, and yeah, the fact that a customer required PayPal to pay with it, I, I think it was just like, well, if, if this is what people want then obviously i'm I'm just gonna put it then and it's, it's easier for them to use it and i'm so glad she she did i'm so glad that customer did because it's been really helpful um it was what we needed at that time yeah. and and we still were we still were like a new business it, it's been it's been great to work with with paypal to be honest yeah i think that trust element from customers is really important as well when you're first introducing an online store that you haven't had before so they've never actually had to put their credit card details in or anything. It's it's a whole new experience. And that brand name, I think, brings a lot of security to customers yeah. that might not have otherwise, you know, checked out as a transaction. But the other thing you mentioned about digital is the way that you got that feedback through social media. And I think that's another aspect that makes embracing the digital world so important for businesses because you have this direct channel of communication and real-time feedback on everything, every idea that you put out there. That's how you tell people about it. Did you find that, you know, embracing digital was really important for you to communicate all these changes to staff and key stakeholders? And what would you say to other businesses who are a, a bit shy or maybe a bit scared to sort of make the shift online? Um, I think we always like to have that sort of close communication with customers. And we are very much into Instagram because it, it allowed us to, to have that direct uh, interaction with with customers so if you if you follow us you will see at least danny's face uh, on instagram mostly every day <laughs> yeah she's talking to you and people people really appreciate these things because you you see the business you you like the business but also when you see the face behind the business you can connect with that person and you can connect with the brand so every everything that we do we ask um, our customers through Instagram to just to submit their opinion. So when we were about to open in Kings Cross, for example, um, we asked them, what do you guys think? Do you like the location? Will you be happy? Would you come? Would you place delivery orders? And, and people love these things. You know, people, people love the fact that they can, um, their opinion is, is, is taken into consideration and, and there is someone, there is a business and there is a person behind that business listening to you. 
and and we love to have i mean this is it's an amazing tool and and to have feedback from people is just a brilliant thing so it is important for us every time we we want to release um something we we put it out there on instagram we talk to people and i think after this during this time during the pandemic time um we try to do that even more because we we wanted to give people a sense of normality in their life so um we were like encouraging people oh when you receive your package just take a picture post it and we will repost it for you um and then we would we would talk to you we will like if you want to if, if you want to share a cup of tea we will share it you know we're just trying to be like interactive with people um because it's much needed at this time so it's a brilliant thing to do and i will i will say to to businesses out there just to just to give your business a face i know i know it's not easy cuz i personally um i don't do it it's, it's dani who does it she she's every day they're talking to everyone but it is good it's a good way to to approach people and for people to to get to know you a little bit better every time that someone comes to the shop and they see me or they see her they get really excited they're like oh you're there it's, it's actually you and and this <laughs> is great you know it's it's good that people um knows you everyone knows that we are Venezuelans uh, that we how we started the business uh, everyone knows our dog and all and all these things so it's it's great you know it's like it's like having like a big big um group of friends or a big group of family it's it's, it's a great thing to do i will i would say is um, for businesses out there it's it's really it's, it's a really good tool that everyone can use it's a great way to build community, I think, and to really make people feel like they belong to the brand. And that's what makes people keep coming back, that you guys have become such a part of it. It's not just a product. It's it's a full experience. Yeah. And I love that they all know the full story too because that really humanizes business as well. They're the things that I come back to as a customer. I love knowing that I'm interacting with humans and, and not just, I mean, even though I'm sure the cookies and all the baked goods are absolutely incredible. <laughs> So take us back to that, those very early beginnings. I think for some people, they might be much earlier in their journey than you, or they might be only now starting a business altogether because of, you know, that might be the way they've been forced to pivot in these circumstances. I think the start is often the hardest, even though the challenges are very, very great once you start to scale up the beginning and just taking that first step and getting out of the comfort zone and shedding the self-doubt is enormously difficult. And I love how you started with Danny's personal experience of a gap in the market all the way back in 2014. And and you didn't rush to the end either. You went with a pop-up store and started with baby steps. You don't have to sort of do everything overnight, even though in the pandemic, of course, you do. <laughs> Take us back to the very beginning of the story, getting the business off the ground, how you met, how you first got feedback from some other players in the market and when you decided to open a physical store, you know, take us through all those steps. Sure. So um, Danny and me, we met, uh, I'll say, 12 years ago. We met back in Venezuela. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we used to live in Venezuela at that time. And and we met, we were quite young. um, And then she moved to the UK to study. And I did the same. So we both went to university here and just carry on, um, just carry on through the years until um, she started to bake things for herself um, and to experiment with recipes and everything. I think she opened, she opened the Instagram account just as a, as a blog to show her creations. 
And then she became a part of this uh, plant-based picnic group. And, and she used to like go for picnic with people every Sunday and just bring cake. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> and, and I think that's how we realized people really liked the products. Um, she used to come back um, home and then she would say like, Vanny, you know, like people were like so excited about this cake. Um, they really liked it. I think, I don't know, I think people, um, someone asked me like, if, if, where can I buy this cake if, I, if I'm selling these cakes? And then I think that's, that's how everything started. We, we started to get messages on Instagram for people saying, oh, can I place an order? And we were like, well, you know, we just, this is some sort of block for us to like share recipes and show the creations. We, we don't really have a business. Uh, until we, we asked ourselves, we were like, what about, what, what about if we actually make it a business? If people are asking for it, I mean, um, we just, we just gotta like, probably just, just get a little bit, um, just register things, register a kitchen, register the business and everything. And then we could, we could potentially do it. Um, so that's, that's how everything started basically just very, in a very organic way. Um, people just wanted to place orders online and after that we took it a little bit more serious and and Danny went to um, to New York to to study how to make like celiac and vegan cakes so yeah I think at that time we thought like well we we had to come up with something really really good and really professional so um, by her going there and then studying how to make these cakes and then she came back and I was like trying to um, build a whole business plan and and everything so um, I think once we put up um, a menu we decided to get some feedback from from other people so we I, I remember I sent this email to the CEO I don't know why but I sent an email to the CEO of Fred Amandier here in the UK. How did you even have his email address? <laughs> well, he, was, he, <laughs> he was very much into communicating with people. And I think we've, um, we've learned this from, from Fred Manger for sure. If you used to go to his um, blog, you will see that he, he put his email address and said, if you want to drop me a line, just drop me a line. And I, I, I took it serious. I was like, at that time, Preda Manjero was actually planning to open a vegan, um, the first vegan and vegetarian uh, Preda Manjero in London. So I just emailed him and I was like, um, I've got this brand. I have, I have this project. I would love if you of any of your people can try my products and give me feedback. And, and he actually replied back to me. Um, in, in less than two days and said, um, well, I'm a little bit busy, but I'll put you in touch with people. And then eventually, yeah, we got to meet um, some of the chef in Preta Manger and they try around, I think it was around 20 products that we sent to them. And they loved wow. it. Yeah, they loved it. They were very, very much impressed. I think, yeah, I think I met, I met them um, a few days after and they were like, I think you've got something here. And it's worth it's it's worth for you to to put it out there because your products are really really good. And you know, I think once you hear this from an established business in the UK, you you say, well, I I, I gotta do it. You know, I gotta do it. There's people asking for it, and the product is actually good. The brand looks good, so let's let's do it. Wow. Yeah. That really reminds me of that whole idea that if you don't ask, it's a no. I did the same thing with Ariana Huffington. She put her email address in one of her books. Oh. And I was like, 
oh my gosh, as if you were going to open up your email inbox to all the people who are going to read it. But surprisingly, because no one takes it seriously, no one, everyone thinks that she's not going to reply. So they don't write. And I did the same as you. I just wrote an email and she replied. And it's sort of like, (laughs) if you're not willing to put yourself out there and just take the risk, like what's the worst thing that's going to happen? They say no. So what? Yeah, I think I think exactly that's what we did. Um, I think to be honest with you, I wasn't expecting him to reply. Um, I wasn't expecting for any of this to happen, but they did. I mean, they're great people. They're out there to help, and 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 it was amazing for me. I think when I met them, that was a big wake up call for me. It was like, yeah, this this is this gotta happen. This is this is a real thing. We we've, we've got we've got something in our hands, and and I think it's worth um, giving it a go. Um, so yeah, I think that was the time that everything really kicked off. And obviously they were so right to tell you that you had an amazing idea because it's gone so incredibly well and worked out so wonderfully for you guys. Looking back now, if you could give that earlier business person one piece of advice to get you through to where you are now, what would it be? (laughs) I think if you would have asked me that question five months ago, I would have said, you need to plan your business. You need to take the time and make sure you plan everything. What's the best that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? You need to plan it. If you ask me right now, I would probably say that you need to plan it because to plan right now is a little bit hard. We just don't know what's going to happen with this pandemic. So um, right now, I think I will say that if you have a business idea or, or a project and you believe that this might add a benefit to your customers or to people's life, I'll say go for it. Because right now we're all going through a lot of things um, and, and the world is really, everything is really uncertain right now. So I think if you, if, if you with your project or business idea, you can add benefit and a value to people's life, um, I think it's worth it. One of the reasons why we opened the online store, um, apart from from making sales and 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 supporting the staff, was that we wanted to we wanted people to feel a little bit normal. We wanted people to feel like they could still have the same cookie that they have on a Saturday in our shop with a cup of tea. We wanted for them to have that at home, and we we were surprised that a lot of people actually um, said that we, they, they felt that way. They felt they were sitting in our shop, um, eating that brownie, eating that cookie, having a cup of tea and everything. And I think that for right now, for what we live in right now, that is the best thing that we, as businesses, we can do, just to try and, and bring some sort of um, normality to people's life. And I think if, you, if your business idea can do this, I would say definitely go for it. Some people might say, well, you know, it's really hard to open a business during times like this. But also in times like this is where you realize what people need and what you can offer them to make their lives better. Can my product or my idea can actually make people's life better at this time? And then if, if, if the answer is positive, then, then go for it. It's, it's worth it. That's excellent advice. I think a lot of people do feel a little bit deterred because it is such a difficult time. But I also would respond the same thing, that when nothing is certain, anything is possible. Maybe it's actually the best time for you to do something new because everything is in such flux. And now that you have moved online, even if you might not have been otherwise planning to do that, what do you think you'll do with that? Do you think you'll continue and 
what other learnings do you think you'll take into the business that will sort of, you know, see you into the future? And, and are there any things on the other hand that you think you might leave behind that you don't need anymore that COVID has revealed to you? Um, I think online wise, yes, we're gonna, we're gonna carry on being, being online um, for sure. Um, I think right now here in, in the UK, we, we kind of going back to, um, to another lockdown um, just not as big as the one we had back in March, but I think things are, are, are just going to get a little bit um, uncertain again. And this is a good time for us to like um, re- redesign new products and carry on being online and bringing stuff to people. So right now we are very much into um, letting people to do and bake their own stuff. So that's, that's one of the reasons why we decided to come up with a cookie dough because, uh, I mean, yeah, it's great for people to receive the product and eat it, but it's also a good, a good experience for them to bake their own products and spend some quality time um, just baking fresh cookies. So I think we are very much focusing into that. We're focusing into bringing the Bida Bakery experience in the shop to your house and and now that people are like um working again from home and and everything i think it's a good it's a good thing to do you know to open your fridge get your cookies out put it in the oven or i don't know bake bake your banana bread or your brownies get that fresh product that you normally get in our shop but just to have it in in your house also the smell that comes out of the oven is amazing so (laughs) that's also part of the experience whenever you come to our shop the shop smells really good i think we're i'm I'm very much working in into that right now just to bring the experience in in a small box that gets delivered to your house because i think i think still um a lot of people prefer to stay at home and and just to kind of like um isolate a bit so I think it's good for everyone to have that that experience and and bring the Bida Bakery to to your house. <laughs> that is such a beautiful thing to package up for people to make them feel like they still are really connected to you. And I yeah. also feel like in a year like this year, I mean, we need the brownies. Like, come on, how are we going to get through it without brownies? <laughs> well, thank you so much, Vanya, for joining. Where can we find you and Vida Bakery? Uh, you can find us on Instagram. Uh, and our address is at Be The Bakery. And then you can find us online if you're in the UK, um, then, then bethebakery.co.uk. And yes, just um, this is the same for Facebook and Twitter, but we are mostly present on, on Instagram. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I hope everyone goes to visit and starts to drool over your incredible products. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much, Sarah, for having me. Well, there you have another incredibly inspiring adaptable in Varna and Vita Bakery. I hope you guys enjoyed as much as I did. As always, I thought I'd pull out a couple of the main takeaways that really jumped out at me, although there were so many pearls of wisdom that Varna shared with us. The first one is something I know Varna is not the only business owner who finds this a little uncomfortable, but it is really important to give your business a face. As she mentioned, there's been so much interaction with the community about Varna and Danny's dog 
dogs and what they do on the weekends. And it's so nice to be able to understand the humans and the real people behind the businesses that you interact with. I think customers really enjoy, you know, that level of interaction and trust when they know that you're actual people and not just an organization. So in any way that you can, I think it's important to get a little bit more comfortable with sharing a bit of the human side of your business and getting on social media or getting out there and putting your face to the brand. The second one follows on from that, which was just to embrace social media. As Vane mentioned many times, they're on Instagram every day. That's the way they communicate changes in the business. But also, it is a never before seen real-time opportunity for feedback from your customers on your ideas, either after you've launched them or before you've launched them, or so that you launch something that you might not have ever thought of before. Never before have businesses been able to just take a poll and take a temperature check on things that you might want to change or add or remove even. So I think it's really important to tap into that free resource just to make sure you're really keeping your finger on the pulse. The third one was really leaning into the existing platforms that there exist, of which there are so many now, and we are so lucky to exist and be doing business in this time, that allow you to build websites and to use templates and use existing knowledge and get things up in a really short amount of time and without too much fuss, Squarespace being the example that Varnair mentioned, that also seamlessly integrate into digital payment platforms like PayPal so that everything can be just a smooth, integrated experience for you and your customer because it is so overwhelming at the beginning when you really don't know what you're doing a lot of the time and why not leverage the platforms that already have ironed out a lot of the creases and harnessed a lot of knowledge and experience of those who have gone before you to make sure that they are doing exactly what business owners need and are enabling you to do exactly what your customers need. Make sure you tune in next time to join PayPal and myself for more of The Adaptables.